Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this episode number 161 of the Legion of Myth live stream. Coming directly into your brain through telepathic communication, the 5th of May, 2018. Your ears may catch up later, but your brain is getting it now. Wow, that was good. Someone write that down. <laughs> I am your first host, Alex Garthon Marsh, and with me as always is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well on this Cinco de Mayo day. That's true. It is uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, it actually is a history of a great Mexican battle. Do you know the history of this, Heathen Dog? I do not. All, all I know is that is that uh, Mexico is not a place to, to go right now. No, let me tell you. All right, this is important to know. Okay, important to know. All right. Fun fact, people. A long time ago, this is a couple hundred years ago, uh, the Mexican people actually didn't use salsa. Uh, that hadn't been developed yet as part of their culture. They actually, believe it or not, as their condiment for everything, used Hellman's mayonnaise. Uh, they would get it direct from England, shipped over, giant Titanic-type ships, giant things coming over, giant shipments of Hellman's mayonnaise. I, so, I don't, they would always do this, right? Every month, giant shipment, they, the whole country would wait for it, because that was where the sole source was for them. That's what they wanted. They wanted Hellman's. They even spoke to it as Hellman's. They wanted the Hellman's. But this was during the Spanish-Mexican War, where they were fighting for their independence. And... Mm -hmm. One month, they came over, and the Spanish sunk six months' worth of helmets okay. coming in. Yep. Oh, the people freaked out, and just like the how the sinking of the Lusitania during the Spanish-American War caused America to enter the war, this just enraged all the Mexican people. They were able to rise up against their oppressors and free themselves from where they, they sent the helmets right to the bottom of the ocean. And ever since then, they've always remembered of the Cinco of the Mayo. Yep, I'm sure that's perfectly legit. Perfectly. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you, you got that from my purposeful mispronunciation of Mayo? Uh, it's actually a, it's something I kind of thought would be funny and been telling it for a couple of years now. Oh, okay. But yeah, when you said Cinco de Mayo, I was like, all right, it's time. Oh, it's perfect. It's time. It's like he knew. Well, I wasn't planning to do that joke, but it happened. <laughs> It's a shaggy dog story more than a joke. Right, right. If so, so besides, uh, you know, foolishly educating all the children out there, what else do we <laughs> Miseducating have to them. Well, <laughs> let's see what's happening here. Uh, here, we're going to have Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. We're going to talk about Rift's Chaos Earth in his RPG Fundamental segment. So you can learn all about your Chaos Earth in Rift's. <laughs> in Garthon's comic poll, we're talking about Avengers number one. Uh... Which is Legacy number 681. They actually have it on the cover. Uh, Legacy. They actually don't. Uh, hey, Sean, the Avatar, good to see you. Uh, uh, Action Comics, special number one. And Spider Man, number 240. In the RNG segment, we talk about whatever random thing rolls across the head today. We're going to talk about a no spoiler thoughts mm -hmm. on Cobra Kai. That's right. We both watched it and we both have our opinions of it. And we're going to give you our non spoiler opinions. As non-spoilers we can. Yeah. Well, if it's in the trailer, it's fair game because we didn't do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's available on YouTube Red. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe that's worth checking out. We'll find out. Well, we already know, but you yeah, will we, find we, out. You, you should find you out. You should yes. find out. All right, everyone. I would give a special thank you to all of our subscribers through Twitch and Patreon. Thank you so much. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow us. Leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Always please join us live is the best way to do that, we think. Because then you could join us. You could taunt us live and make us cry. Right here on the Well, air. Make, make him cry. I'm very delicate. 
I made unique and beautiful snowflakes. He's a flower. I mean, I prefer unique and beautiful snowflake. But if I were a flower, I think I'd be a snapdragon. What kind of flower would you be, Heathen Dog? A beautiful lily. Actually, I think you'd probably be a dandelion. No, that's a weed. Yeah, I'm not a weed. You can't keep down a dandelion. Uh, fair. You can pop its head off. It'll keep coming back. It'll keep coming back. You think you got it? You th no, no, it's always back. It's like, haha, I killed them all. Next year, it's bigger. Boom. Better. Bigger. More dangerous. See, it's in a cluster now. You'll That's never right. Get rid of it. The only way to stop is to embrace it and want it there. Or or dig out your entire lawn. That's right. Your prized roses aren't living. Boo hoo hoo. Guess what? Dandelion will live in concrete. <laughs> Dandelion right, will live in the corpse of your rose bush. All right, so. <laughs> uh, as always, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you could get, uh, join us live on Twitch. Uh, for all of our segments, uh, you can watch them on YouTube. Leave a comment. Let us know how you're feeling. Uh, tweet us. Go through Discord. Amido, audio version available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music, and find podcast aggregators everywhere. Boom. I'm using my green screen. I'm using it. Yes, you are. That's right. And we're, we're back in the 80s, baby. I love this background. This is the <laughs> best green screen background. I thought it would do something animated, but that's like be a little too much, you know? But it would be cool to have, like, you know, like, flames. Or, like, an you know, eternal falling hole. Yes. Like the TARDIS. You know, well, actually, uh, you, you should change it depending on, on what, what you know your uh, star rating is going to be. Well, actually, I actually do have it thematically appropriate for what we're talking about today. Oh, good. Because it is a 1980s background, and we are talking Cobra Kai. Fair enough. So there you go. It is thematic. Mm -hmm. Let's see if it's themed next week. We'll see what happens. And always, if you want to support us, here's the way to do it. Patreon, Streamlabs, PayPal, getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com, or cheering us through Twitch. Great job, guys. Everyone likes a little support. It's all true. Uh, this was First Time Way While Watching Live, and as always, your support helps us do this every single week. Every single day of the week. Boom. Now for the disclaimer. Oh, here it comes. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere that may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language, thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. I stuck that, snuck that in there. Yeah, you did. You did. That, was, that was completely seamless. Subtle, seamless, yep. professional. And now everyone... Gather the family round the campfire. Hold that radio close and tune in on your transistor dials. The video scope is coming in clear and it is showing Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals, Rifts, Chaos Earth. Thank you, Garthon. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Tabletop Gaming Fundamentals. I'm continuing with the Rifts variant because, well, you know what? Uh, go, go ahead to the next slide. I, I could have gone to any of these. I mean, uh, uh, Rifts has literally a couple dozen source books, a little more maybe. And you can go anywhere on the planet, and except uh, on the bottom right, you can go to other planets if you want the the uh, phase world. What's uh, that variant. artist's name? Kevin Long. Long, I know is the last name. Okay. His art, well, he does some of the art for the covers. Uh, he did like the art for the. Uh, it's not on this page, but the Robotech book. Mm -hmm. I think he did Rifts Africa. His art at its best is amazing, and at its worst is really stiff. Mm. Like that Rifts Africa book is really stiff. Of course, his cover was stiff, so I guess that's. Yeah, it's covered with dead guys, so what do you want? Bum. Yeah, I guess that's supposed yeah, to be yeah, like that. There you go. But uh, yeah, I could have done any of these, but what Chaos Earth gives us is the answer that everyone who first read 
in the in the in the in the nineties, in the actually eighties, when the when the uh, original no, it, came it out. was nineties. It was nineties. It was nineties. You're right. Is what actually happened in the cataclysm? How did it happen? And the Rift's book never said anything. The source books never said anything until two thousand and three, when Chaos uh, Chaos Earth came out. I really uh, must course, admit, I never uh, asked what happened. I just I just kind of accepted really? it. No, just accepted I, it. You I just sheep. was like, all, I was like, cool. You sheeple. I was like riffs, sweet, kill stuff. Kill stuff. Yeah. It's the nineties. Um, I'm gonna listen to Nine Inch Nails. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna be a juicer. Nice. That's what happened. That's so what happens. Okay. I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I was in high school. Yeah. There was, I was like, Javonda's the best. They're like, oh yeah. All right, they're all right, sure. And they're like, oh man, Stone Temple Pilots. I was like, no, I'm off that yeah. bus. Yeah. I'm nope. off that bus. Nope. I'm going to go back to listening to Iron Maiden. What was and, really popular was uh, 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 something against the machine. Rage against the machine. Rage against the machine. Oh, you'll still find people who love them. Yeah. yeah. I'm anyway, not on that list. I wasn't on that list either. Anyway, the, what I want you to really focus on, on on this page is the price for the core book PDF. You can get it for $8.39. Damn. That's nothing. That's an excellent price for a PDF. It is. It is. And if you want the physical copy, go to eBay, get it for 16 bucks. That's so cheap, it's not worth stealing. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's market forces at work. Right exactly. Now. And if you want a pristine book, you can go to the Palladium website, order it from there, and get it for 21 bucks. That's actually really good, too. Yeah. I mean, and, and this it says on the cover, a complete role-playing game. It is. You don't need any of the Rifts books. You can. All the other Rifts books are plug-and-play, but you don't need it. That glitter boy's not glittery enough. Yeah, I know. I, I guess it's the cover. It's they more like wanna, a shiny boy. Yeah, they, they want to make it all hurtful to the eyes. Well, is it a like a pre-glitter boy, like an early model? Maybe. No, no. This is this is the the legit glitter boy that, supposed to have that like, is in riffs. Like scintillating armor. It is. It is. But they didn't do it on the cover. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Yeah. They made sure there was a flame shining up his crotch, though. They really did. <laughs> they really did that. Yeah. Well, they, they they couldn't exactly paint it with uh with flames to make it cooler so they had to reflect flames to make right it cooler. right yeah. well normally glitter boys are sparkly anyway so it's hard to be awesome yeah and, you you, know? and if you paint over it you're ruining yeah, the... it doesn't work anyway yeah, it doesn't work anyway. yeah i yeah. know the most dangerous thing i could think of that's glittery is uh d snyder yep i can i can get with it yeah all right Let, let's <laughs> uh let's start off this uh this deal with uh the golden age of man which is right up until 50 years before this to December 21st, 2098. Humanity was at the peak of its uh, social, economic, and uh, literally genetical, genetic evolution. Sweet. Uh, yeah, they had uh, uh, genetic advancements were uh, uh, completely eliminating diseases. Oh, that's nice. Yes. I'm against Cancer, those. gone. I'm yeah. for that. Uh, but genetic deformities, gone. That's good, too. All gone. Uh, uh, regular diseases, you, you get a shot, you write your DNA, boom, it's gone. It's great. That sounds uh, great. Technological marvels. The flying cars finally got the flying cars. Took them a while. Took them a while, but finally got the flying cars. Uh, you got a, the, the man machine interfaces. You Anyone can go to whatever passes for a radio shack that then, then a days and get yourself a uh, an, uh, an implant that allows you to uh, deep dive into any computer system that'll be nice yeah it's nice yeah, yeah. and uh they've perfected cold fusion 
So uh, clean, cheap, and renewable energy is everywhere. Ah, oh, that sounds good. They got they have multiple space stations, all self-sufficient, orbiting the planet. They even have a moon base that's self-sufficient. That's convenient. Yeah. And a Mars they, base too, apparently. A, well, that, that one's not self-sufficient yet. They 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 just completed it, and it hasn't been it hasn't done growing the crops yet or whatever. But you know, it's it's getting regular supplies. But it's it's scheduled to be self-sufficient within two years. That sounds good. They are ten to twenty years away from faster than light travel, on the cusp of being uh, a, a truly you know. Uh, interplanetary species. So they're that close to Star Trek. That Just like this. And most of the world is united in peace and free trade. I mean, uh, 90% of the world is not at war, which... That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's which has never happened in the history of human beings. And then it all gets then turned... Crap happens. Exactly. Armageddon. December 22nd, 2098 at or around midnight. That'll ruin your Christmas. Okay. It all started with uh, two South American countries. They go unnamed because they don't want to name names. J- just just in case one of them gets powerful one day and decides to ban, you know, Palladium books. <laughs> so uh, they are unnamed countries, but one of these countries is backed by the US. And the US when when dealing with uh, third world countries has a history of backing the wrong horse. That's so pretty true. Yeah, it's true. So uh, over over the over the objection of the uh, of the uh, uh, North American Alliance, which is uh, Canada, U.S. and Mexico, they've they've economically merged to to form a Euro, uh, North American Union type thing. Uh, the U.S. lent a dozen uh, chromium guardsmen, which are the glitter boys of Rifts, to this South American country for self defense purposes only. Well, the other country, which is its neighbor, saw this as a, as an act of war because, you know, the sure they, sex seems like one. Yeah, you, you can just say that and it, it, it works. So they did a full scale invasion of the of the country of the of the U.S. back country. Well, the the Chromium Guardsmen went into action and they performed brilliantly. The army was routed to their border. The Chromium Guardsmen uh, piloted by piloted and commanded by this uh by the south american u.s back nation decided you know what why stop let's keep going and they hey, went we're on a roll why not yeah we're on a roll literally we're rolling it back across our border let's roll on and follow them followed them into their country causing destruction and mayhem uh one of the chromium guardsmen was destroyed two were severely damaged the others were basically fine and after it was all over and they pulled back across their borders, thousands of civilians and tens of thousands of, tr- of, of military troops were killed Ouch. on the invader side. But on the Chromium Guardsman side, they lost one dude. The That's guy rough. armor was destroyed. They lost one guy. And, of course, the, the U.S. backcountry said, no, this was all for protection. Uh, we, just, we just wanted to secure our border. And the only way to do that was to secure what's on the other side. So suck it. Well... Uh, the, the loser country that attacked and had their military wiped out decided, you know what? It's time for a nuke. So they fired off a tactical nuke at the capital city of the U.S. backcountry. That's not cool. And then in response, the U.S. backcountry fired off a tactical nuke of their own at the capital of the other South American Well, country. that's not cool either. Yeah. 
To explain what happens next, I have to explain what ley lines and PPE are. All right. All right. Ley lines are uh, the lines of magical energy that are the veins that magic travels around the world. All right. Now, in current times, magic is so low that these things are invisible and all but undetectable. All right. Now, PPE is uh, personal psionic energy. This is the the oh, sorry, potential psionic. Energy. It is the it is the magical energy that all living things have, that mages who are actually trained and can use magic can tap into, to power their spells. Now, PPE, when someone dies, it's uh, temporarily doubled. So a child has a lot more potential psychic energy than an adult because they haven't trained themselves to do what they're going to do. They haven't gone through school. They haven't, they haven't focused their mind on, on certain tasks. So their potential is much greater. All right. Uh, animals have less, less PPE than humans, but they still have some. Now, when the first nuke hit, it killed millions of people. And it just so happens that that first country's capital was on a was on a nexus point. A nexus point is where two ley lines meet, and it is generally you know a, a source of greater power than the ley line itself. Right. Now, all of these millions of people, their PPE was doubled on death and absorbed into that nexus, absorbed by the ley line network. Now, the response of this for, of the attacked country was to send a nuke of their own. And it just so happens <laughs> the other country also sits on a nexus point. Millions more died and their PPE was doubled and pushed into the, uh, the ley line network. Now, normally it can absorb this. It can handle this. Now it's a lot. It would strain the system, but it would be fine. It's the timing. That's also bad. See ley line energy is more prevalent and, uh, and powerful during certain uh, seasonal or uh, solar events, like say uh, a solstice. Oops, that's then. Yeah. Uh, at noon and midnight. Oops, <laughs> that's also then. And say uh, I don't know, three or more planets are aligned. Guessing. All three of these things were true at this moment. So uh, the ley line energy was was at that moment quadrupled oh fantastic quadruple from from something fractionally small isn't isn't a big change so you know you couldn't really see anything anything different but with the millions upon millions of of ppe just dumped into the system also the system broke ley line energy snapped all across the world and it was a cascade effect like a like like a circuit cascade failure just all over the world in three minutes this this magical failure had ignited all of the ley lines all across the world. And this caused unnatural disasters to crop up everywhere simultaneously. Tidal waves. Uh, within, I think it was 20 minutes, tidal waves hit every coast on the planet. If you had a loved one on the East Coast, West Coast of any country, they're dead. When I say tidal wave, I mean like, you know, like comic book type tidal wave. like. You know, greater Giant than Al Gore's disaster movie. Exactly. I mean, going hundreds of miles inland on each side of the country and just wiping out everything in its wake. Now, all of these ley lines erupting cause massive tectonic shifts everywhere. Earthquakes, volcanoes, 
all across the world, all simultaneously. The big Wyoming volcano goes off. Ah. Uh, no? No, not yet. What? Wait for it. All right. Now, storms. Uh, giant, magically created storms as big as, te- as big as Texas. Something like half a dozen of them crop up at the same time all across the world. Category 11 storms. This, this crap is leveling cities. It was crazy. Whatever the earthquakes and the tidal wave didn't get, the, the, uh, the, the supernatural hurricanes and, and tornadoes are getting as well. Now, that's the first day. Let's check out day two. December 23rd, 2098. Satellite and moon bases report over 5,000 blue lines crisscrossing the globe, three miles high, half a mile wide on average. Some are larger, some are smaller. Uh, But you see, the, the satellite and moon bases have problems of their own because this magical wave didn't stop at the Earth. It, it, when it, once it, uh, it kind of blew out in a circle in a, an expanding circle all around the globe from South America. When it hit the other side, it came back. And when it hit the other side again, it erupted away from the world, oh, hitting all of, hitting all of the satellites, knocking half of them out, hitting all of the, uh, all of the space stations doing severe damage to them. It even reached the moon and caused damage to the brand spanking new moon base. Now, by, by the time it got to the moon base, it was nowhere near as uh, as powerful as it was close to the Earth. But uh, still, it, it killed uh, several dozen people and caused uh, 5% of the moon base structure to collapse. But it was made, you know, like the Titanic, only better. So everything was compartmentalized. They're fine. Great. Now, at 9.45 a.m., the Yellowstone supervolcano erupts. Ooh, that's bad for a lot of people. Yeah, this uh, takes out all of the Rockies in the United States. They're they're gone. Yep. Uh, a cloud, an explosion of ash is thrust up to 20 miles into the atmosphere. In the next six months, global temperatures are going to drop around 30 degrees average. Ouch. Winter will not end the next year. It's not going to happen. Sorry. It's bad times. Yeah, bad times. But... Let's take a look at day three. Oh, sure, that'll get better. Oh, yeah, yeah. December 24th. It's Christmas Eve, man. It's got to get better, right? Nope. Uh, the world is in, is in a panic. All communications are lost. There, uh, you, you can't communicate with the satellites. Most of them are down. The, the, only, the only satellites that are up are mil-spec satellites. And uh, everyone, all the military is busy using them, trying to figure out what the hell's going on and how to stop it. Ash starts to rain down from the supervolcano explosion all across the Midwest, up to seven feet in some areas. Now, I've seen, I've seen that. Yes. The problem with ash is it's not like snow. No, it's, it's not. a lot heavier. Buildings were not constructed to withstand That's it's the essentially weight. powdered rock. Yeah, it's powdered rock, and you're, you're getting seven feet of it. It's really right? smooth, though. Yes, it, it's really smooth to your fingers, but it's actually... Uh, microscopic shards. Yeah. So when you breathe it, it rips on your rips out your lungs and the insides, and you die. Yeah, it's like talcum powder. Yeah, it's not great. But buildings start to collapse. Whatever the storms didn't get, whatever the whatever the earthquakes didn't get, whatever the tidal waves didn't get, catastrophic building collapse from ash on just, the roof. I just wanted to add takes uh, care of the rest. I was actually a child in uh, Washington State when Mount St. Helens blew up. That's not great. No, but I remember uh, the ash falling from the sky and everything. I was there for all that. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, 
That's so real to me, man. Took me back. There you go. Flashback. Back to the bush. Now, as of this moment, as of day three, a third of the world is dead. Now, here's another problem. These ley lines are super active. The volcanoes, the storms, and the tidal waves, and and the earthquakes, they're killing more people and animals every second, which is filling the ley lines even more, making sure this thing doesn't stop. That's wonderful. It's great. There is no end in sight because people keep dying. Once everyone dies, it'll end, I guess. Not not the best result. No, not the best result. In the next six months, it is uh, the the moon base uh, has a has a artificial intelligence supercomputer on it, and it predicts that 40 percent of the people that are left on the planet will be dead in that time. No reason it's to not doubt a, it. Not a good prediction. No reason to doubt it. Exactly. And let's take a look. It keeps on coming. That's right. Now let's let's we jump a little bit to day ten, New Year's Eve. Christmas was not fun. I'm guessing not. No. New Year's Eve. Now, uh, sporadic earthquakes continue. All right. Most most of the ley line activity has calmed down quite a bit because there's not enough people to kill anymore. But these these sporadic earthquakes technically are aftershocks, but they have the strength of normal earthquakes. So Still no one's very call- bad. Yeah. So no one's calling them aftershocks. Uh, the superstorms are still ravaging the earth. All right, still, and uh, several of them have joined together across the water, gained strength, and then when they hit land, they rip apart everything. Uh, Siberia, Russia, m- most of Russia, uh, lots of uh, Europe, just ripped apart by these storms. Uh, one one superstorm uh, sticks on top of the world in the Arctic, and just gains strength for some reason, gaining, 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 and causing. Uh, an 80 degree drop in temperatures uh, across uh, across the the northern 25 percent of the globe. So everyone up there is just dead. That's really bad. Yeah, they're just dead. Okay, now, like I said, there's no communications. Uh, satellite communication is now impossible because the ash has covered 99.8 percent of the globe in a reflective cloud. So whatever communication with satellites you had is now gone. The the satellite, the the the, uh, the satellite uh, bases and moon base just have to watch as the world basically disappears. No, it's gone. Not much they can do about it. No, there's nothing they can do about it. It's gone. They have no communication. They can't see anything anymore. It's just gone. Sounds like a good time to be living on the moon. Exactly. Mass hysteria obviously reigns. I mean. Uh, there are a few communities in in the in the Midwest that that uh, the the Midwest is t- is tectonically stable, so they didn't get they didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of earthquake activity. Uh, is far far from the from the coast of uh, of either side of the country, so the tidal waves never touch them. And even magically powered storms lose a lot of their oomph the more they go inland, just like regular storms. So they weren't hit with the worst. And so, they're not uh, in Wyoming, so they didn't all die. Exactly. Uh, Wyoming, uh, some some parts of Colorado, uh, Nevada, um, yeah, Utah, they're, they're, they're all trouble. gone. They're, they're they're just holes. They're just holes in the ground. And and uh, whoever survived there died days ago because the ash in that area is 15 feet deep. They're dead. Yes, they're all dead anyway. They're all dead. And they, they couldn't be rescued because any aircraft trying to go in there gets their engines clogged and they crash and die. 
So, yeah, they're just gone. There's that. Yeah. Now, during this whole, during this uh, almost two-week period, the, the military and government was, was getting sporadic uh, reports of demons and monsters coming out of these blue lines, especially where they, where they intersect and form, and form nexus points. But, you know, no one took it seriously because everyone's dying everywhere. You might as well call it a demon if you want to. It's just the end of the world. Well, 10 days out, uh, the, the unnatural disaster started to come down, but these reports of these demons started actually rising. Now, what, what they found out was uh, things were coming out of these blue lines. Uh, holes to seemingly other places were opening up and closing at random wherever there's a blue line. Now, in, in, in Rifts proper, this is 250, 300 years from now is when Rifts takes place. Right. Uh, only only uh, rifts can open only on nexus points, but here the magic is more powerful. Right in this uh, world, in in this at, at this time, the rifts are so powerful that they can open at any point along a, along any line, anywhere in the world. So demon demon reports keep flooding in, and now now the government and the military are taking them serious. Especially in high in high ley line activity places in the U.S. like uh, St. Louis and Detroit and Windsor, where where pretty much uh, it's a demon playground. Everyone's dead there. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, they they killed everybody. In fact, uh, the the uh, St. Louis Arch is a permanent rift. It stays oh, open all the that's time. That's kind of cool. Yes. Uh, the the only the only uh, the only thing it's permanent here, but every so often it shifts destination. So one hellish dimension after the other just keeps opening the door to us, which is awesome. Thanks a lot, St. Louis. Yeah, whoever whoever constructed that was 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 the same guy that wanted Zool. I was just thinking, it's built with iron with a selenium core. Well, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> they don't make it like that ever. Exactly. No, they never made them like this. All right, now, uh, who's to the rescue? Nima's to the rescue. Nima, Northern Eagle Military Alliance. Yay! This Oh, wait. This uh, this organization it's a it's a paramilitary organization created at the beginning of the golden age. Some some scholars of the time say it prompted the creation of the golden age because th this was like a, a northern American union that worked. The reason being is because uh, you you can't have free trade and and economic uh, uh, non non disparity from three completely different countries without giving over police powers to to uh, an entity that serves all of North America rather than just a part of it. And Makes that's sense. what NEMA did. Exactly. Uh, they were the symbol of North America United. The, they handled any any crime, any, uh, any, any subversive elements, any disasters that crossed uh, country lines. It Fair was enough. their purview. A everything to deal with North America as a whole was their purview and their purview alone. Uh, any... any uh, uh, terrorist attack or terrorist attempted attack they, they they guard the borders of North America that's what they do and they are the best suited to help because number one they're a paramilitary organization and uh, they have they, they made sure to have members from all of the three participating countries in almost equal measure so and they're all volunteers so so desertion among them is very very low and they're trained in disaster recovery and crisis management on a larger scale than most militaries because they have to police a whole continent rather than just a country within it. All right. 
So all of their plans have much greater scope, and this disaster is the greatest scope possible. So they have to revise their numbers a bit, obviously, but uh, they they they're still they they still have the most uh, trained people for the job and the most equipment to do the most good. And of course, it's it's newer. It's a less than forty year old uh, organization, so it has the has the new car smell. So it uh, it attracted the best and brightest of all three countries. So you have the the most the most well funded, the uh, most current technologically, uh, the smartest people, and the best plan. Well, there you go, NEMA to the rescue, and they're the only ones who can. All right, now, what are they looking at? Uh, they're, they're looking at uh, where do they go? I mean, where do you make a stand in a world that's actively trying to kill you? Well, uh, there was there was one uh, one NEMA group uh, based in uh, based in Atlanta, Georgia, and Atlanta, Georgia is burning. It's it's a death trap again. It, again. Right. So uh, so the, uh, the the Midwest uh, general uh, commander in the area, Lieutenant General Sawyer, decided to take her troops inland. To where the least damage was smart move so you know the 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 center of the midwest as far as you can get away from the coast but close to fresh water so she decided in on northern ohio makes it's sense. Makes it's sense. close enough to the great lakes to, to get a water source it's it was tectonically stable didn't hit by any storms so well any huge storms so uh, the infrastructure will be all but intact and it would have the most survivors. So that's where she can do the most good. Right. Uh, Maggie Sawyer, that's her name. And uh, so she she moves her troops there. And it's far enough away from St. Louis and Detroit to be safe ge- geographically from those demon reports. Uh, uh, she has the most reports, by the way, because uh, there, there were NEMA troops that tried to stabilize Detroit and St. Louis, and they haven't been heard from again. Well, that's not good. After after all the screaming on the comms and they went out dear god dear god what is that thing and then dead so that didn't work out for them so the rub yes there it was uh, the infrastructure is good it wasn't hit that bad the earthquakes were relatively minor but the ohio valley has lots of those pesky blue lines which means lots of demons. Now, at this point, she does not have all the information necessary to make a properly educated decision on where to go. She sees the blue lines as an unknown when she should see the blue lines as a death trap. Right. But she doesn't have that information yet, so she's moving her people. And she loses 10% of her troops and 30% of the civilians she's trying to protect to demons coming in and out of these blue lines as she's crossing the country trying to get to to northern ohio so she gets a crash course on what the blue lines are on the way there and uh the problem is there's a bunch of blue not as much but a bunch of blue lines in northern northern ohio as well so she's gonna have to deal with that but we're not gonna deal with it because that's in the book now right let's let's talk about uh, you as a player character now you get to be the hero you get to be Yay. you get to be a nema troop you get to be either a grunt an officer a colonel whatever you know whatever your game master decides uh, what what campaign they want it has the same basic structure as rifts you got occs you have uh, mdc type stuff and you have energy weapons and power armor you know same thing as rifts just the same now what's different is that this is not the time of rifts this was the golden age so 
these guys have more skills. They had more learning crammed into a smaller, smaller space of time. So they, so they, they gave MOS, which and is they had the, actual proper schools. Yes, they had proper universities and, and proper training. And uh, NEMA was a military organization. So you get MOSs, which is uh, military occupation, special occupation, occupation. Yes. Special specialty. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, so you get your primary OCC related OCC and secondary skills. You also get MOS skills depending on what career path you went on. The military gave you extra training in that in that career path. Great. Sounds You're good. skilled up the wazoo. That's awesome. And and you get to be genetically enhanced. That's because nice. this, uh, yeah, this is the in this generation of people at the end of the golden age, 70% of them were genetically enhanced before they were born. Uh, there, there's a list where you get to choose or roll. It's the player's choice. So you could be very, very pretty, very, very smart. Uh, very, very strong, or a mixture of smart and strong, smart and pretty, or just strong and strong. You can do that too. You know, massive bonuses to physical strength and physical endurance. You know, you could do any of that if you wanted to. But you get to choose, or you can roll randomly if you like that. That's neat. It's a good yeah. idea. Now, what are the OCCs? Well, here they go. Here's a list of everything you can be in the uh, in the chaos rifts in the chaos rifts uh, chaos Earth world. Uh, you can be a Chromium Guardsman or a Silver Eagle pilot. The Chromium Guardsman. Uh, become uh, survive throughout the next 250, 300 years and become glitter boys. You know, they, the name is right. the original name is lost, but they're glittery and they're boys, so they're glitter boys. Uh, Silver Eagle Pilot, uh, he's on the top left. Uh, later on, the the uh, coalition uh, finds their finds their specs and is able to recreate them, and they're they're Samus. All right. Part of the coalition. Uh, you can meet Armored Sentinel, which is a, which is a generic uh, power armor or robot pilot. Uh, Soldier Peacekeeper, which is on the very bottom of the screen. You see, you see them uh, on the uh, you know next to a robot. Uh, field Engineer, which is great because you want a field engineer uh, just in case your power armor goes out or gets damaged. Somebody needs to fix it. Exactly. You want the field engineer one, so it's an excellent support character. Fire and Rescue, which is on the top right. Uh, that they got a lot of work. A and lot of one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so if, if, if you want to be if, if your GM decides that, no, you, you guys are fire station 71 and you're all firemen, you can do that. You'll be fire and rescue and you get power armor and you get cool axes like that. And you look like Cobra Commander. Yeah, you can look like Cobra Commander, only be a good guy. You can do that. Uh, you could also be a NEMA spy, a NEMA commando. You can be a NEMA militia volunteer because, hey, you know, what's in the world. We'll, we'll take who we can get. They'll, they'll, they'll give you some nominal training and and slap a badge on you and now you got to protect the protect the people and a new a, a new NEMA uh, OCC is uh, para arcane these are these are people who specialize in discovering uh, what kills these demons most effectively and how to do it and come to find out that ancient text was correct I mean uh, what what looks like a Balrog reacts to the weaknesses of what lore says a balrog is weak to you know like cold iron or silver or some of them sunlight some of them don't function well in darkness some of them uh are repelled by crosses or, or, running or, or water. wolvesbane or running water all that stuff works you just have to know which demon to fight to to you know use which tool to which demon and that's the para arcane's job uh he's 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 embedded in every squad of NEMA personnel that are deployed. So he can point out, okay, these are demon type A7B and everyone load up their silver ammo. 
or everyone lo- load their their wood flechettes or whatever you know yeah it's it's their job to figure out what what works to what demon to keep everyone alive and then there's a special one this is the only non nema occ that you can be you can be a demon or a witch hunter now these are these are civilians who had their people who had their friends and family murdered by demons and decided you know what end of the world's coming i'm gonna go down swinging i'm going full van helsing on these people exactly full van helsing and they just go off and kill all the demons they can find if you want if your gm wants to make a campaign like that he can do that too no all right fair enough that's great that is great now as as we look at our end slide and uh, and we're thinking about the end of the world, I want you to think about the future. Now, for the next 250 years, uh, the world is in the, the new dark ages. All right, civilization does not uh, prosper until uh, the PA one or the post-apocalyptic calendar begins, about 250 or 300 years later, and uh, the coalition rises as a as dominant force in North America. All right. Coalition rises in northern Ohio. This is not a coincidence. Yes. Nima, who who in Chaos Earth is very open-minded, very, very democratic, very uh very gung-ho, you know, we, kind we, we and love generous. kind and generous and helping people, all that turn during this time turns into the fascist dictator state that is the coalition. Yeah, it takes a and few bad actors, and there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. A couple and speeches at the brew houses, you're screwed. It it's sad. It's sad Be- because uh, you you read uh, the the leader of NEMA, uh, the highest ranking officer is is uh, Lieutenant Lieutenant General Sawyer, and she is tough but fair. She's kind. You know, she actually promotes the idea that not all things that come out of the rifts are bad. If it doesn't try and eat you, or 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 melt your brain or shoot you don't shoot first see if it can talk see if it wants a friend exactly we, we could use more of those that's true that's a reasonable thing to do exactly but her teachings are completely lost by the time riffs riffs proper comes around Aww. and nima becomes the evil coalition state which is sad that is sad and that's it that is uh riffs chaos earth if you have another uh palladium uh, system you want me to review go ahead and throw it in the chat if you're watching this youtube throw it in the comments below don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, i will go ahead and review that uh the only riffs game i have not played and or game mastered is beyond the supernatural but i have all the books i have read them i will be able to do somewhat of an intelligent review of it so don't fret i've played beyond the supernatural hey it's fun uh actually i of the uh, various Rift settings, I never would have thought to actually make this a setting. So that's actually really interesting. It actually is pretty sounds interesting to play in because cool. it. I always just consider it a transitory period. Like, oh, who cares? Let's get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's good stuff there too. So that's this is a uh, sounds really neat. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. And as always, you get more Heathen Dogma. Uh, check him out on YouTube. His anime and RPG segments. His team ups with Garthon. That's me in Warframe and Star Trek Online. You can watch them as they stream or on YouTube. Uh, check out his past streams of all the awesome things he has done. They are fun. They're entertaining. Watch him cry. Oh, that I only t- happened one time in Star Trek Online. Only happened one time. Uh, watch him rage quit the universe. I did that, yeah. I was crying too. <laughs> it was also very, so very sad it to was, my soul. It was so very sad. Uh, you could watch him 
be destroyed. He watch his love of of Triple uh, A be destroyed as he teams up with me. Oh, we were awful. We were a bad team. We were a bad team. That's what it goes down to. And you can watch him stream Overlord on Mondays at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. That's always entertaining. It's a fun game. It is a fun game. Thank you very much, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Yes! Garthon's comic poll. Garthon pulls comics. He pays for them. He takes them home. He sits down comfortably, turns on a light, puts on his reading glasses, maybe a little sloth music, and reads them. He forms opinions. He tells you these opinions. First, let's talk about Avengers number one, The Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Written by Jason Aaron. Art by Ed McGinnis. Cover by Ed McGinnis. All right, kids. After the events in Avengers No Surrenders. Sorry about that. After the events in Avengers No Surrender. Uh, it ends with, ended with Avengers 680, I think. Hey, Duncan. The, uh, the cover I have in this image is directly from Marvel's site. It just says one. If you have the mm-hmm. actual comic, it actually says Legacy 681 underneath that. So it actually yeah. still has the original numbering on it, but I'd rather it just had the original number. There's no point in renumbering yeah. a they're, freaking game. They're just trying to have it both ways, like like a bunch of Nancy Marys. They are. Not the uh, yeah, it's not Marvel's new editor-in-chief has so far proven to be... Less than stellar. Yeah. He's made some questionable decisions that... All right, wait, wait. Let me say, this is a positive podcast. I'm going to say the exact opposite of what I think. He has made a lot of very intelligent decisions guaranteeing the long-term success and financial viability of Marvel Comics. Okay. See, Duncan likes the laser yes, battle. Yes, Duncan likes the, likes the, the That the is a effects, yeah. uh, official 1980s yearbook background I'm using. Yep. All right, ready, ready, picture background. ready for it? All right, there you go. That was my yearbook pose. Do wait, do the chin. Gotcha, gotcha. If I had a wow. book on the lap. Yeah. Did, did you have another image of you in a different angle, like? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I have a few of those with my face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you did. Oh, uh, everyone had those. That there wasn't an option you had to. That, that, if you're a kid in the '80s, that happened. All right. Yeah. So back to Avengers number one. Okay. The events of No Surrender were awesome. Great story, interesting, interesting repercussions. Uh, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, and... Ah, I the last writer. Anyway, they were awesome. Great random to all the stories, beautifully written, well-paced, great art. And now we're in the new thing. They're launching Avengers number one. Jason Aaron cannot pick up that ball and run with it. Oh, he fumbled. Fumbled higher. I'm not great on sports terminology, but the ball was passed to him, and it was, and it's he's right now. We'll say like his mid play is like bobbling, like ah, but it is oh, not okay. a clear catch. Um, he, but what he's doing is taking events that happened in the Avengers, uh, one million BC, uh, basically everything. He's trying to combine them into what's happening here. Why? That seems like oh, this seems too ambitious. In a way, but I'm going to ask you, Heathen Dog, yes. if you're starting issue one of a superhero team, what is the most stereotypical thing ever to do? Mm. The answer is alien invasion. No. 
No. No. Um, but so, anytime there's like a super team, oh, maybe we should form a team, my friend. I do not know. Perhaps we should not. Oh, the aliens are invaded. We must band together. So what happens to make this happen? Uh, Cap, Thor, you know, original Odinson Thor. Sure. And Iron Man, now no longer in a coma. We're all hanging out, having some drinks. Iron Man's not drinking because he sure, gave that up again. Um, and they're like, oh, hey, well, we're all together and we're not evil or insane or in a coma or anything right now. Woo! Or in a fight. So we yeah. can just have some have some uh, jalapeno poppers. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we're going to sit in a bar, have some jalapeno poppers, reminisce. And hey, we don't hate each other right now. So that's good, too. Give it, give it a few issues. Um, and Thor's like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Uh, except, you know, I'm not really Thor. I'm still Odin because I don't, really, I don't have Mjolnir yet. I got this other hammer. It's cool. It's a good hammer. It's, it's real nice. Thor, just, Thor, shut up, Thor. But you're, it's not, Thor. it's not, it's not my, my hammer. Stop it. Stop it's, whining. It's nice. He has to whine about that a bit. Yeah. Well, you're, you're going to water down your beer if you cry in it. So yeah, shut up. So, but basically, you know, Cap brings up, hey, we should get the Avengers back together. Tony Stark is like, ah, oh, no, not happening. Thor's like, yes, avenging! Hell yeah! Yes. Doug Nile, I like Drinky without emotion, conflict or emotional drama. This would be a great week without conflict or emotional drama. Pass the Drinky fluid, good friend. Yeah, none of that happens. So, Thor and Steve are all on board. Get the Avengers. Tony Stark's like, no, it's not going to happen, not in a million years. I mean, we're just getting over me being in a coma, mm. uh, you being evil and taking over the world, and, uh, Fun times. and Thor being a replaced by a girl who quite frankly was pretty awesome yeah um, and then and then she died then she died of cancer well no she she didn't die of cancer well she she would have but the sun wiped her out first yeah yeah she she, she <laughs> died of getting too close to a son as a human being right so it was like hey form the avengers so no 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 last time we did this conversation we made this great big yeah. avengers machine and we used it for evil so we're not going to do that. He's like, no, no, no. I'm talking small scale, intimate team. He's like, no, not going to happen. The then, Spider-Man version of the Avengers. Yeah, pretty much. Friendly neighborhood Avengers. Right. And then the uh, and while, while that's going on, uh, Doctor Strange and Chala, or Black Panther, find something deep under the ground in South America. Like, oh, the archaeologists found this. They all dead. Oh, no, we don't know. It's crazy. It looks like... <gasps> and then... Celestials like start falling from the sky. Oh, uh, that's bad. Like, like yeah, like one of them is super bad. Right, but they're dead. They're not like coming down to oh. judge the earth. They're dead. Oh so, man, that's even worse. That's even worse. So something. Yeah. Uh, there's also they tie it into a story with the one million BC Avengers, who are like early, early concept Avengers. Like, mm -hmm. there's like a Star Brand Caveman Hulk. Uh, there's a Spirit of Vengeance who rides a uh, woolly mammoth. Odin's okay. Odin's there. Well, yeah, she, he would be. Yeah. Look, wouldn't you be the defenders? All they hear is once. Get out. <laughs> That's good enough. I like it. So they kind of tie it into that. Showing like how they, a celestial, like, judged 1 million BC Earth and judged it naughty. And they would screw you and they would to fight him. Which is leading to the events of, like, because they sealed a celestial or something in the past, it allowed something, when that seal was released in the present... It, like, allowed these guys to die. That's going to be the storyline. Allowed so, them to die or killed them? Or well, it released something that's killing Celestials. Oh, okay. That doesn't seem like a bad thing. Celestials historically have been D-bags. Yeah, so, yeah, that's my opinion, too. Yeah. 
But why they fall? And uh, the problem is if they're killing Celestials, it's doubtful they're going to show up to Earth and say, yeah, I get rid of those jerks for you. Peace. They're probably going to show up like murder, blood, murder, death, kill. You know, that's what's going to happen. Well, you know, if you start with Celestials, you really, if you want to escalate, you don't go to Earth. I would think. But these guys did just take down the Grandmaster. And they have taken out the Beyonders. So, you know, I guess you're good. uh, Tricked or cajoled or fooled. Yeah, but Doom will take him out. Doom will win. (laughs) Doom wins. (laughs) That's my prediction. Because Doom wins. Yeah, because it's Doom. So, that's kind of how the comic ends with these Celestials. I mean, like, okay, fine, the Avengers are going to get back together. Huzzah! Uh, meanwhile, they're leading into, like, they're lead, the team isn't fully formed, but it's leading into the team you see on the cover. Uh, the new version of Ghost Rider, Captain Marvel, Thor, Black Panther, Captain America, Doctor Strange, and the new version of She-Hulk, who is Jen Walters, but really unlikable, unfun, and a non-interesting character. They tried to turn Jen Walters into early into 1970s Bruce Banner, and it's stupid. Mm, which is that's not that's not what Jen Walters it's is. It's not fun at all. Jen Walters used to be fun. She used to be fun. She used to have like normal problems and superhero problems, right. not 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 angsty navel gazing. Right now crap. she's an angsty navel gazing. Oh, so the darkness inside. Oh, it's like oh god, really, really. I guess you, since Banner's not doing that now, they. The She-Hulk series was not good. That's why it got canceled. Mm. And please don't use that character. Make she the, the Spider-Woman series sucked. That's why that got canceled. Because ugh, they, they, they screw with the core of what makes a character interesting. And it goes to hell and no one buys it. And they're like, why is readership down? You screwed with the core of the character. That's why Evil Cap sucked ass so hard. Nick Spencer Ouch. screwed with the core of the character. Um, Femme Thor was good. Because you kept the core of the character. Yes, it's a different Thor. Yes, it's a girl. But you kept the Thor, the core of what made Thor interesting. What made Thor Thor? I fight. I'm a god. I speak in big prose. I have a big hammer. I take on the biggest fights for the biggest rewards to save humanity. And it, it works. I fight for everyone. It was great. That's why it works. You take away the core of a character. You destroy it. So that's what they did with She-Hulk. That's what they did with Spider-Woman. That's what they did with the cap. Ugh. All right, that's a small rant. But that is un- not entirely unrelated to this Avengers. Avengers 1, uh, the art by Ed McGinnis is okay. It's better than I could do. I'm not going not gonna, to not gonna say, oh, I remember a fifth grader with a sketchbook. No, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's pretty good. It is, it is a professional level Yeah, art. he's a pro. Yes. Ed, you know. Okay. He didn't like to say he doesn't deserve to be there, like I would say about some artists sometimes. Uh, final. I just never. Two and a half. It's Average. just a book. It's a just, book. Just a book. It's a starting point. It does not. I never. It's supposed to end with me going, oh, what happens next? I did not get that feeling at all. I went, oh. <sighs> Alien Invasion plot. Huzzah. There you go. To get the team back together. That's sad. Yeah, it just, it did not excite me. And it should because I'm getting some, this is a really neat looking team. The cover, I was like, oh, that's a great team. Yeah. They got all the bases covered. Yeah, and, and, it's just. And poop. It's so okay that if I was going to go and sit in a beige room and eat a small or a moderately sized bowl of sugar-free vanilla ice cream 
this would go along great with it. As long as I make sure to brush my teeth with neutral soap afterward. Uh, it's just, it is. It right. is. Next. Right, I'm going to use a little heathen option. I'll right back. do that. Action Comics Special Number One Lex Luthor's Dark Secret Revealed. That's what it says. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens, Mark Landis, and Mark Russell. Artists are Jill Thompson, Will Conrad, and Francis Manipal. Cover by Will Conrad. It's a pretty good cover. Uh, don't know why it has that. So, uh, Action Comics 1000 just came out, and it was multiple stories about Superman. Most of the stories were great about what made Superman Superman and well-loved, things like that. The current, but this book is three stories, two of them dedicated to Lex Luthor, one of them dedicated to Superman and Lois, we'll say. Not getting a full review of all the stories, but the first story is... Uh, someone infiltrates the Force of Solitude. Seems like it's like Lex Luthor or something. The they then go to blow up a plane that has Lois Lane on it because they figured out Lois Lane is Mrs. Superman. <laughs> Lex does a diary writes about Batman. Superman's heart is crushed. It's not true for days. But I thought I was your arch nemesis. Oh, that'd be a good story. Uh, Tom King would write that story. He totally would. But so Lois gets put in these dangerous situations. Um, and Superman's convinced Lex Luthor's behind it by the technology level of the weapons he's being attacked by. And it turns out, he goes to Lex Luthor, Lex is like, I don't know what you're talking about, and you're a jerk. He's like, no! Lois gets attacked again, and, he, and it looks like Lex Luthor in bigger power armor. It turns out it's an old Lex Luthor who's dying of cancer caused by too much exposure to Kryptonian radiation, which is a time-traveling Lex Luthor from... Uh, which universe is it? Which I don't know. Ah, I wrote that down. It's gone now. But uh, from like Earth 2 or something, or, or basically pre-Flashpoint. It's basically pre-Flashpoint Lex Luthor. So he's in a time stream that ended. Okay. But before it ended, he came back in time with the one goal of killing Superman. And he's going to go down. He's yeah, going to take his arch enemy with him. Yeah. Basically, he's going to kill Superman because he plays her with all his problems. And even this time, Lex Luthor's like, wow, that, who is this loser who dared to pretend to be me? He basically dies of cancer right before his uh, suit of armor explodes after Superman beats the crap out of him. Lex is like, who was it, Superman? Superman's like, I just subdued. I don't know. It's like, hmm, how dare he pretend to be? Like, yeah, Lex, yeah. You might want to calm down a little bit in the future, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> take, some, uh, take some meds. Yeah, calm down. But uh, Dan Jurgens is like the currently the quintessential Superman writer, and it was an okay story. It, it was very much, eh, so what? It was okay. But the art was awesome, right? The art was pretty good. Oh, it was pretty good. Okay. Wasn't awesome. It was pretty good. But the dialogue was awesome, right? Dialogue is pretty good. Oh. Uh, the next story, the art sucked. Oh. Um, the person who wrote it, I think, was Jill Thompson. Obviously, basically, the next story is Clark Kent is at like some version of the uh, 
White House Correspondents Dinner, but it's some press correspondence dinner with superheroes and press people. And Superman's giving an award, get, being given an award. But okay. he has to give up there and basically give a roast. Superman don't roast. Right, so Clark Kent's up there insulting everyone in the room. He's like, I don't know if I could do this, Lois. So oh, it'll be great, Clark. So he's like insulting. I, like, there's one thing, like Iron Man and Wonder Woman are there. He's like, I see I see uh, Wonder Woman and well, Al- oh, sorry, Aquaman. Aquaman. So he's like, I see a Wonder well, Woman. <laughs> Aquaman, he's got a lot of ammo. Yeah. Well, basically, like, he's like, I see Wonder Woman and Aquaman are here today. Uh, hey, I see Superman didn't make it, so I guess you two aren't totally superfluous for once. It's like, ouch! They know you're Superman! Jerk! Everyone else in the room might find it funny. They know you're Superman. You're just a jerk. But it's supposed to be a roast. Oh, Come on, they no. also understand the concept. Oh, and then he, like, makes a... He's like, I don't see Batman. He's probably in the rafters, you know, sulking to himself like a teenage goth. You know, I was like, that's uh, true. That's true. And, he, and of that's course, the, the the picture has like an upward shot where the rafters you see you see Batman, you know, hiding in the shadows like a teenage goth. Well, um, of course, because Superman could see him. And then he goes into page after page of insulting Lex Luthor. And it's not just like, and here's this slide of when Superman and Lex were teaming up. Oh, Lex, right? Look, you fell over here. Ha ha. Basically, it's pages and pages of mm-hmm. insulting Lex Luthor. Like at one time, he like solves a crime and helps people. And then you see Lex Luthor like, hmm, and I celebrate with a moon pie. That was out of security footage. Ha ha. He loves moon pies. Ha ha. And look, then he litters. Ah. It's like, what the hell is this story? Moon pies are good. And littering, littering is bad. Littering is bad, but moon pies are yummy. And I cannot see Lex Luthor saying, oh, someday I will surpass Superman. But until then, mmm, moon pie. <laughs> uh, was, was that, did he just stop someone from stealing all the moon pies from the moon pie truck and had to beat them in a dance off or something? You know, was, oh my gosh. And the story ends, if you, with like Call Lex, story. Yeah. yeah, with Lex Luthor taking a leak, and some guy. So, I'm so, wait, 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 stop, stop. I'm sorry. What? Lex Luthor is in the bathroom using a urinal, and a drunk guy comes next. He's like, "Hey, Moon Pie, ah, Moon Pie, it's funny. You're Moon. Ah, like, don't talk to you. Like, oh, sorry, I'm just joking. Moon Pie, ha, 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 ha. And Lex Luthor walking in the bathroom, looking at his goon, saying, "Take care of him." And they're like, his goons are like, running their knuckles, like, yeah. What? Superman just went through a large story arc where Lex Luthor was giving a lot of coverage where it showed he can be a hero and that he's more than just some two-dimensional wacky villain. What the hell is this story? It's crap. I don't want to read pages and pages of Lex Luthor getting ripped on as well as pages of the other superheroes getting ripped on. The art sucked too. So that, oh my God. And the last story is just Superman stopping a guy who invented a, a, a jetpack to steal, to rob a bank. He's like, wait, 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 you invented a jetpack in your garage, and you used to rob a bank. The guy's like, well, you know, I was like, okay, tell you what, I'm going to hide this jetpack. And when you get out of prison, because I'm taking you to prison, patent it and go sell it, because this is amazing. Don't be an idiot. Well, I've had my life, so yeah, your life's hard right now. It's terrible. You're going to prison. And then, like, Lo- has some weird conversations with Lois, like, because while he's doing that, she has a car accident and like her car from college gets wrecked and she's sad about it because she has so many memories. And so he ends up like taking the seat from it 
and like flying her through the air so it's like the car's last ride or something. Oh my god! Were they just letting anyone write in their fanfic? <laughs> I'm surprised they're not Superman it's slash like, Aquaman. It's like, oh my god, Lois has never <laughs> flown with Superman before. Or something. Not, to my knowledge, not on a car. Not seat. on a car. Being is Was he making vroom vroom noises behind her as well as she held the steering wheel? She was holding a steering wheel as he yep. grabbed the car seat and flew her through space, through the sky. Yep. Yep. I hope he's making vroom vroom noises. Maybe he, he put like a playing card like in between the spokes or something. Oh wait, there's no spokes. But one good story or okay, above average story. I'll call it good by Dan Jurgens. And the rest of the book is stuff that they must have grabbed from someone's fanfic site. Mm. It's crap. Uh, but on the balance, I'll give it two stars. Because they have one good story and just two stories of absolute crap. So if half your pages are absolute crap and half your pages are, that's eh, pretty good. If you're, it all balanced you to two. If you Wait, like Flex Luthor, don't buy this story comic. Was also the, biggest? the biggest story was the first one. So half the pages were dedicated to a good story, and half were dedicated just to just two dumper landfill stories. Right. Yeah. I don't know how they got printed. I don't know who decided, yeah! Hell yeah! Clark Kent giving a roast? What could be better? It's so out of character. <sighs> All right. Next. Why do you read comics, Garthon? <laughs> Why do you hate comics? To let the people know. I'm just telling you about comics I thought should be mentioned this week. This one is this one is going to be bad. I can tell you right now. It, it, I, no, it's going to be good, but it's going to engender bad feelings in folk. Spider-Man number 240, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pichelli and Oscar Basildua, uh, cover by David Marquez. Um, it says Bendis's farewell to Miles. Bri uh, Brian Michael Bendis developed the Miles Morales Spider-Man character when writing Ultimate Spider-Man. So he and he nailed it, huh? And he nailed it. Yeah, this is a great book. Um, he stuck the landing on this. He one. stuck he the landing. It's his last Spider-Man book before he goes to write Superman. The uh, it very much is a. I don't. I don't think they're wrapping up the series, but it could be used as a series wrap-up almost. Um, at the end of the last arc, they were in Latveria. They were fighting a bunch of people. And, like, all the soldiers opened fire and just, like, nuked them. Well, not, well they shot with a bunch of rockets and guns and everything. Mm -hmm. And it ends on a cliffhanger. And this one, you find out that the Avengers came in and saved them. They don't show this happening. Because, basically, it starts with Miles Morales in a hospital bed in a facility that deals with uh, superhumans. He's like, no, wait, my mask. They're like, yeah, we're way beyond that. You were, you've been asleep for a week. So this is the first time you've been awake. They kind of explain. So it's a series of him, like, in these brief moments awake as he's recovering from almost being dead. Grievous injury. Yes. Right. And they actually, Brian Musbest does a great job of breaking up these things. It's like, he wakes up and, like, all his team from the champions are around him, kind of laughing. It's like, oh, you're awake. And they kind of talk a bit about what's been going on and things. And then he kind of passes out again. And next time he wakes up, just his buddy Gonkies there. It's like, oh, hey, man. It's like, oh, you're here. It's like, I've been here the whole day. At the end, he's like, Gonkies are like, oh, you're finally here. It's like, I've been here the whole time. You're just asleep all the time. I've been here for weeks, man. 
and out the window spider-man's in a hammock yeah he's been here too he's been worried about you it's like doesn't he have like earth saving stuff to do he's like dude we're worried about you um there's moments with his parents there's moments but it's so it's this really nice moments all broken up um and it makes sense for everything going on you find out what happened with his uncle who turned villain and maybe he's not really a villain at the end but maybe he still is but he's still out there he didn't die um, you, the a story arc that was going with Gonky where it looked like this girl was kind of like using him to get uh, Spider-Man's real identity and then like she gave him a letter that you thought she was dumping him it turns out that she actually said she was going to sell the information but she's fallen in love with him so she's not going to do it Just but she wants to let him know what had happened so that's cool you know, that's actually, I, was, I was actually so happy to read that because I thought oh poor Gonk's getting used mm. and so it's nice to actually add a positive outcome it's nice that it was written for him um, so it's a very complete story. It wraps up Bendis' storylines nicely. It's an easy handoff to whoever wants to be the next author, who, to whoever the next writer is. The art is great throughout. Uh, not a lot of dynamic stuff going on, but it all works really well. Um, a nice job playing with different times of day, different color schemes, raising different rooms. Uh, as he's getting better, he's getting moved to less and less secure rooms. You know, because at first he's like an ICU, then no, no, it's moving up to like eventually just a normal room so great job with all the little details like that so i really liked this book um and it's funny because miles doesn't do a whole lot in the book he does most of the lines are done with the people around him but it works very well in telling the story of what has happened and what is happening and it, it's a nice end point for the bendis's run so it, it was a good book. Not super great, but it was a good book. But um, I'll give it four stars. I liked it a lot. Okay. So uh, I'm not saying definitely run out and get this book. If you've been reading the series, it's a great book to have. But the next issue is going to be a new starting point for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So It could go horribly wrong. It definitely could. It definitely it, it, could. Especially because this was really good. So the odds of it going horribly wrong are really... Yeah, Bendis' run on Spider-Man yeah. has been really good, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, Miles Morales is a very interesting character. I hope to see more. I hope to see him in the MCU. I doubt they'll do it, put him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, just because of the confusion it would cause. Well, yeah, exactly. They, they already have Tom Holland, and he's he's been sticking it. Really. Well, I, I like I, I, I like his take on Spider-Man. I will go out on a limb. You want to hear a prediction? Oh, here we go. I would not be surprised to see Miles Morales in the next Avengers film. Really? I would not be surprised. I would be. Okay, I'd be mildly surprised. But my prediction is that happening. All right. That's my prediction. Hold you to it. Hold me to it. I know there's nothing going to happen. Cinco de Mayo, 2018. Garthon sticks his foot in his mouth. That's right. Bam! I do that every week. But that's my prediction. (laughs) If it happens, I'm a genius. If it doesn't happen... eh. Schlub. Uh, I'm a schlub already. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going I'm to hold you to it. I'm going to burn you on this thing. Just burn it. What are you going to do? Burn when it comes out like, you said he'd be there and he's not. You were dumb. You're the dumb. Exactly. No, no, no. On, on that day, I'm going to be the one streaming. And I'm going to have all kinds of gifts and. That's <laughs> and a little covers much. For the, and get covers for your little box That's a over little there. Much. That's a little <laughs> much. That's fine. No. But if it does happen. Then. You can, you then can. You must bow down to my genius. I, I will bow down to your to your prophetic love. All right, that's right. I hey, I I predicted the Superman three ending of the Secret Empire. Yeah, the Secret Empire. Yes, you did. 
That's right. Yes, you did. I predicted the end of, of, of Infinity War as well, of this movie. I predicted that ending. Yeah. Not on, not on the live stream, but I did. Anyway, next. If you want more Garthon and more Garthon's comic poll, please let us know. Give us your comments. Give us your opinions of everything going on. Uh, as always, you can catch me and other things. My team is with Heathen Dog and Star Trek Online and also in Warframe. That's going on. Check out the Warframe stream every Sunday night at 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Yes. Jake Heathen for the past streams. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, comment. Thank you very much. Now the RNG. We're talking about the random things going along in the head right now. And we... Heathen Dog and I have just watched Cobra Kai, a That's YouTube right. Red original series. Yes, yes. And I have lots of opinions about it, but many of my opinions cannot be said and said in a non-spoiler way. So I'm going to I'm going to say this. That's... Johnny, Johnny sees the world. As uh, becoming more sissified. You know, the PC uh, kids, kids having low T, you know, there are just a bunch of wusses, all of them, all of them. Made up and allergies, world, made up illnesses, delicate Yeah, yeah, made up allergies, like peanut allergies, whatever, made up. It's crap. Uh, Cyberbullying, which he thinks is just the worst thing ever because there's no honor. When you bully someone, you do it to their face. Right, he's like, when you, in my day, when he saw somebody, you did it to their face with honor. Exactly. Like, exactly. You're still so a jerk, but the at least world needs to man up, and the best way to do that is to give the world back Cobra Kai. That's right. That that's what he does, and I love it. I love it. There there is there is a theory that was popularized with How I Met Your Mother, Bar- Barney Stinson, but uh, existed long before to where the real Karate Kid was was Johnny Lawrence. I mean, he from from time he was a kid he trained in karate he was a champion several times over when this idiot danny larusso came to town trained for five minutes and beat him well shut up that should do a good job they even like have johnny when he's talking to one of his students lay out what happened in the films and he gives his side where you know he was kind of on a an ouch temporarily with his girlfriend this russo kid comes out of nowhere starts hitting on her when he says something to her you know he pushes him he pushes him back, and then Johnny sucker punches him out of nowhere. So he defends himself. Next thing you know, he's at Halloween. He's just minding his own business. Hasn't even talked to the Russo kid in a while. The Russo kid pours a hose on him while he's trying to, you know, take a dump. Actually, try to smoke a doobie. Um, Whatever. He was in the bathroom. He was in the bathroom. So he runs after him, and when they're about to, him and his buddies are going to, like, try to knock some sense into him, a karate master jumps out and beats the crap out of all of them. Yep. And then after that... He comes in, hunts him down in his own dojo, challenges him, ends up fighting a tournament, and wins with an illegal move. Yes. Yes. Now, now to, to be fair, Johnny did a couple of bad moves, but they weren't disqualifying moves. They were just right, he got warnings. But, but these were all at the, at the uh, forcing of, of his right, sensei. Right, his sensei didn't he do did this. He did not want to do any of these shady moves. He that didn't. is true. They're actually the moment he the wanted film, to win straight up. Right. When the film's like, what sensei? Sweep the leg. But 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 sensei, do it. So No, no, did you have a problem with that? 
No, he's like, uh, uh, you have a no, problem with it? No sensei. No sensei. And then afterwards, the sensei tries to choke him out and almost kills him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, he, he his reservations were, were complete. But uh, in, in the regular movie, he was said to be the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He's the karate kid. Right. He's actually right. a victim and, in a lot of ways. Exactly. And and for the first half of this 10-season arc, that's what I felt. I felt like he was on a comeback. He was in charge. Well, he he's getting his life back together slowly but surely. He uh, by and then Larusso by the middle, screws with him. And then Larusso comes along, and after episode five, it becomes more Larusso and less Lawrence. That's what it does well, to me, and it, I hated it. The, the, the story. Okay, uh, we have a little different. The story has to stop focusing just so what the first couple episodes are really like ninety percent Johnny. Yes. And after that, it becomes it's still sixty percent Johnny, it becomes forty yes. percent LaRusso. Which you kinda have to do, I think. Because yes. honestly, the character of Johnny is still very unlikable. I find his story arc the most interesting. Don't get me yes. wrong. I wanna see it. But he especially the first few episodes, he is an absolute monster of a person. Oh yeah. He, he's yeah. a well, bad a person. Monster? No, no, just a just a D bag. He's a giant I mean, D bag. He is an yeah, A-hole yeah. and he's a D bag. He's not a monster. I mean he's not he's, oh, not, he's not a monster. Kids. He's not, you know, Come killing on. babies or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he is being intestines. He's you know? an A-hole and a doobag and a deuce yeah. bag all at once. Yeah. And yeah. he's going through and trying, you know, getting drunk every night and just trying to live life until he dies. Mm. Um, but he, what's sad is every time he starts in this story, every time he starts pulling his life together, something happens. And a couple times it's directly DeRusso's fault. Yes. Yes. Especially in the, in the, in the latter part of the, of the, of the, of the 10 episode season one arc. Well, I mean, uh, I no, 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 no. Episode four fair, or five hang on, hang on, is like the on. worst one. To be fair, Danny LaRusso, uh, at first, is doing it on purpose. But right. after a while, he's like, you know what? No, he's just him. I'm just me. There's no reason to do this. But he's still screwing with Johnny's life accidentally. Just right. accidentally right. Messing, messing his life all right. up. And then there comes... And nope. then there actually comes a point where they almost bury the hatchet. And then fate conspires against them. Yeah, and fate conspires against them. And D- Danny's, Danny's actions, albeit... Uh, they were you know, innocent at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, not, every, malicious, not malicious. Not malicious, but still, Danny's actions yeah. cause cause right. cause us everything slip. just so, everything falls apart. But I really find it interesting, um, the modern take on the characters with the lives end up. I think the actors do a great job nailing the characters and like yes. how they would have changed. At first, I was like, um, I thought the Larusso character at first is like, ah, I don't know. I, I just thought the action yeah. was really cheesy and terrible. Yeah, but that was just at a good the end. Well, that's how just when you saw him, he was like doing TV commercials for his auto dealership. Yes. Ah, ah. That's in the previews. Okay, fair enough. So, but when you start seeing him outside of like, hey, hey, I'm a salesman. When he's not doing that, he has some great acting. It's like, okay, so it's good acting overall in that he's just being a cheesy salesman when he's doing that crap. Yes. When he's not in that. Which, you know, which is normal. Right, which is normal. When he's not in the salesman mode, he's himself again. And you can see that character, how it progressed. Um, as well as the actor who plays Johnny just freaking nails it so well. Um, his character's lost everything, but he's still believes in trying to, trying to, well, it takes a while before he gets back to finding something worth fighting for. Because mm. he lost everything worth fighting for because he believed so much in Cobra Kai and after that all went to hell. And no, no, I, he believed in his sensei. Right, and Cobra Kai. 
and then and then throughout the years he was able to separate cobra right. kai from his right. sensei and try to bring back so cobra he, kai, yeah so. so he's trying to rebuild cobra kai and, into something and, that is proud and strong right. and really worth it but i was really impressed not only with the acting but i was really impressed with the storyline could have been a if you look at it in one way you could say it's a very simple a to b but there's actually a lot of layers going on in the stories uh, not only with character interactions, but also in how the characters are dealing with things. It's not just a simple A to B. You could say, okay, in one way, it's a story of a continued rivalry between these two forces of Johnny and Danny. In another way, it's a story of redemption of Johnny, trying to find that road to redemption. In another way, it's just, so there's all these different stories going on. Yeah it's, yeah, it's history repeating itself at one point. Right. And so I just really love how the writers are able to pull all of it together, and it never loses its way. This season is the ten episodes are really tight. Um, yes. they work yes. really there, well. Yeah, there, there, there is no wavering away from the from the storyline to like the weeds or something. You're like, where are you yep. going with this? And, you know, where where they have to pull it back. And yep. There's nothing like that. Yep. Everything is scripted tight. The, the the story is sound. It's buoyant at every yep. moment. The uh, the you Johnny know, character I, goes from someone I hate to I love. Like, yes, you can do it, Johnny. Oh God, you're a bastard. You know, it kind of wavers. Like, you shouldn't. That's not. Don't do that. Why are you? You're actually ah. Yeah, oh, but, uh, but it all always the mistakes makes sense. Johnny makes. Yes, all the mistakes Johnny makes make sense. I mean, right. for for someone in his situation, he would make that mistake. Right. You know, like that that is that is entirely likely. And the instant that, that he, he starts getting things together, it's like reality kicks him in the nuts. Yes. Yes. But uh, I will say that he does actually get the gumption to pick himself up. Maybe not. I will do better. But he gets back up. Maybe you're not drunk and stupid, but he gets back up and tries again. Yes. You know, no mercy. He doesn't quit. Right. Uh, the surprise ending, though, I, I did not did not like. like. But, All right, we're but, on the same page. But it was it was a good setup for season two. It is a yeah. I'll give you it's a good setup, yeah. but it better be. It better be I, awesome. I don't want to spoil what I think it should be. I'll talk to you like off the air what I think it should okay. be. But I, there's a predictable way for it to go, which dear God, don't do that. And there's a less predictable, which would be a lot better. Um, there are some cheesy things that kind of happen, like, ugh, why? Especially near the end, you see a couple things like, you know, it could have been better. But, no, I'm not going to spoil it, Duncan. You need to watch this. Duncan, no, at, or at least, all right, the first two episodes are available for free to everyone. Yes. If you only watch those two episodes, you won't get the whole story at all. But, but it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. If you have any sort of nostalgia for the Karate Kid, I, this obviously was is written for being heathen dogs demographic um the language and some of the situations are too strong to show like i wouldn't show this to my kids the language is too strong well it shows uh, underage uh, drinking how old is your oldest kid uh he's 12 how old's your next oldest kid 11 yeah it's it's still too strong for for that fair fair okay there's not like you know Wild. No, no, there's no f bombs right. rolling around. Right, there's f bombs. But... It shows underage drinking. Yeah. Um, but I also love the progression you see in a lot of the minor characters. The yes. Cobra Kai yeah. oh, students. Oh, yes, yes, all, all, all of the. All <laughs> I the love the Cobra Kai characters. students. Yes, all of the supporting characters have immense character growth throughout just this ten episodes. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone in in Johnny and 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 well, and uh, the. Uh, Dirty Danny uh, uh, Orbit. Yeah. Uh, the uh, That's great growth. 
Danny's wife. First time I see her, like, I like this woman. Over the no. series, wow, I really like this character. Yes, she, she, yes. Her, she her is actions make person. sense. Yes. She is the one person in all of this series that has her crap together <laughs> she, all the time. She really is, actually. She which is, just makes me worry rock. that next season she's going to turn to a drug addict or something. Yeah, I she's hope a drug addict or she's going to get brain damage yeah. or something. I Hopefully don't they don't do anything stupid like that because she actually yeah. is a really together character. And she's, yes. which is nice to see, you know, because she doesn't like, oh, that person's evil. She's like, have you thought about this? You know, she yeah. actually like. Uh, th- this isn't, this isn't really a spoiler because uh, this is probably, this is probably what, what they intended everyone to know. But uh, uh, the only people in, in uh, uh, LaRusso's life that are worth a damn are female. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, the same thing can but be said for Johnny females, as well. All the females are just, just centered. Well, the same thing goes for Johnny. All the males no. in his life were D-bags. Well, no. His, of course, his, his females were D-bags as well. He didn't have any yeah, women. Everyone. His mom, yeah, his his mom his, tried. His, his mom gave it a shot, but she went the wrong way. Yeah, she did. But, that, but, that's, but that's part of the series. You got to see. That's part of the series. We're going to do that. But right. yeah, his, uh, yeah, it, it went so, bad. Like, he's got he, no one. Yeah. Yeah. See, he didn't have a Mr. Miyagi to fall back on. No. No. He, but, had, he, had, a, he had a, you know, a psycho. Yeah. So, but overall, uh, what's your rating for this, for this series? The first, the first half of the series, I, I'd give four and a half stars. The back half of the series, I'd give three and a half. So I'm going four. I would actually go to four and a half stars. I really liked it, but I'll go four okay. stars with you. We'll give it four stars. Okay. Great. Four Maybe stars four to half. But yeah, I really, really like this. I highly recommend it to everyone. If you got the means, at least watch the first two episodes. It's free for gosh sake. Yes, it's free. It's free on you on YouTube. You don't have to pay anything. Watch the first two episodes, and you'll you'll probably want to at least get the free trial of YouTube Red after that. Yeah, and then binge the series and cancel it. Yeah, binge the series and cancel before you get charged. <laughs> because this is really, really. I was surprised at how high quality it was. Yes, it was really good. I mean, the episodes were not the the normal forty two minutes. For, for a normal network type thing, they're around a half hour. Right, they're a half hour each. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't quite as long, so it's easy to binge. Yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, that is our little spoiler-free, much as we can do, yes. review of Cobra Kai. Highly recommended from both of us. Um, it's if you, if you have nostalgia for Karate Kid, if you had a Miyagi-Do headband, I did, then, uh, no joking, no joking. There are photos somewhere, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure there are. Had a red members only jacket and Miyagi Miyagi Do headband. I was of so course. freaking cool. You were. <laughs> you were awesome. Uh so yeah, definitely check it out. Definitely. Even if you weren't a big fan of Karate Kids, we're checking out. It is. I love how Johnny's watching Iron Eagle. That's just that's just <laughs> I actually I actually put Iron Eagle on my personal Plex server after watching <laughs> after watching uh, Oh you got it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's the end of the RNG. Hope everyone enjoyed that. And like I said, if you want more from the Legion of Myth, you can check out Max Leo and O'Garian. Max Leo is streaming, to be decided. Needs to date soda hosting. Work's kicking his ass. Yes, uh, work is, work is, but yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so worry about that. Uh, Elgarian is streaming Shroud of the Avatar Forsaken Virtues, now fully launched, Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. The premier Shroud of the Avatar stream. That's right. I'll go on that limb. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a stretch. It's not it a stretch. not. Uh, highly informative, highly entertaining, uh, definitely worth following. If you have any interest in Shroud of the Avatar, definitely check that out. Uh, also check out the links to Role Players of the Avatar, rpoda.com, 
And so to help, Garthon got fancy this week. Well, you like it. You like the background. 80s theme. Yearbook picture of Valdahar. Uh, and sodahelp.org for all your needs. Figure out what the hell to do. Try the Avatar, because it's a big game, kids. So thank you, Algarian, for all that. Here's a streaming schedule. Memorize it. Commit to memory. Do it. Follow us so you know when it's happening. Follow and, up there. Like and subscribe down there. That's it's right. There's, so, there's so, so many ways. So many, many ways. All right. Thank you, everyone. As always, you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash LegionMyth, through YouTube, youtube.com slash LegionMyth. Tweet us at LegionOfMyth. Get our Discord channel, aminoapps.com slash LegionOfMyth. The audio version, of course, is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. If you got some way to get them, you got a way to get the Legion of Myth. Yes, you do. That's right. Listen while driving. It'll be good for you. Hit those commutes go by. If you want to support the Legion of Myth, you can do this with your Patreon, patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. A Streamlabs donation directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash Legion of Myth. Getting our gear, impressing your friends, shaming yes. your enemies. Cobra Kai! Oh. At shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Alright, everyone. You also cheer us with playing Twitch. It's the easiest way to support us while watching live. Watching live is awesome. Thank but you. Unlike, unlike if you can't do live, like like Duncan Idaho, you could uh, you could go to YouTube and watch it tomorrow, or you, after we're done here, you can replay it right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. So remember, everyone, like subscribe and comment on this video and all of our videos and we will interact with you that's not very exciting but we will no, we, will, we, we can we, have we amazing will, conversations going on we will touch you electronically that's and right together we will bond we'd like to thank you to all of our viewers and fans we appreciate you very much it's your enthusiastic support that keeps us going every week and we do appreciate all of you remember my friends you have one life live it well live it nerdy and have a great Darnell and Novel.